Kawhi alone inside. He's got the breakaway with the touch to the right. Go! Official podcast of your Minneapolis City Soccer Club, brought to you by Summit Brewing Company. Hello again, friends. This is the People's Pitch Podcast, the official podcast of your Minneapolis City Soccer Club. I'm your host, John, and with me, as always, is Nate Morales. Nate, we are back at it with content that warrants weekly shows. Are you excited to the level that I am? Yeah. The season of sorts has officially started. Yeah, man. I mean, was, training start training starts tomorrow night. It feels like um there's way more to talk about and it's way easier to get a show rundown going and to like fill out a show than it was uh you know at the end of last year where we're like I don't know how many year end lists can we do. Right, well, yeah, exactly. And then we did like that. <laughs> like a really cool series of like meeting owners of other clubs and yeah. then we ran into and like it was like uh like, what now? Well, then we ran into like <laughs> Sonny from Tulsa, like, didn't know how the fuck to use a computer, so, <laughs> <laughs> so like, we didn't record until, like, 12 o'clock at night, and, yeah. yeah, so, and, but you're right, now it seems as though we have content on content on content, so this kind of week makes the NPSL season feel so far away, yet so close, yeah, man, um, but we've got plenty of league and team tidbits to talk about. Um, to, to keep your uh, your soccer appetites wet. Yes. We have we have listener email, uh, <laughs> one that one that we actually remembered to address and address we will. Uh, we'll also talk about some injustice that struck the MLS, and I know it's hard to believe, but uh, <laughs> we'll talk about that. We have another signing to the 2019 murder that was announced this week, and we welcome a second Nate to the show, the new head of the official unofficial Minneapolis City. Soccer club supporters group The Citizens is in-house, and I know I'm excited to meet him uh, and hear what he has to say, so I'm sure you are as well. But, uh, Nate, shall we uh, Shall we dive in here? Mm, yes, we shall, my good you know. man. Uh, all right, so first off, mailbag. Woo! Uh, listener Ryan Nilsson, a new uh, member of our mailbag, yeah. e- emailed the show this week all the way from Indiana and had some really nice thoughts and, and a few questions that we'd like to address um, we would be negligent of our duties if we did not answer them in a timely fashion. That's almost. right. So, that's right. Um, so he wrote, <laughs> he wrote, and I quote, my dream opponent for Minneapolis city is a San, Fr- San Francisco Glens. I'm a big fan of Jimmy Conrad. How can you not be? Uh, and he's now the club's technical director. That made me wonder, is there anything preventing the NPSL and USL League Two teams from playing each other? The Des Moines Menace and the new team in Green Bay, based purely on proximity, seem like that would be a a decent non-conference opponent. And I would think a couple games against League Two teams could only help how college coaches view City. So, Ryan, loaded question there. Thank you. Um, Or loaded question part A, I should say. Uh, So, short answer is there's nothing stopping us from playing each other from a rules perspective versus the old PDL level of teams. Uh, But part of the issue, uh, Ryan, is that 
trying to fit games in during a packed summer of league soccer, not just ours, but theirs, um, knowing that they are mostly uh, predicated on using under 23 to 25 year old talent. That's like just out of school or in school. Um, their guys get in later than ours do with having guys that have day jobs that live in the city. Um, so yeah, it's, it's awesome. We kicked the tires on it in the past. We've made trips to play uh, Des Moines menace down in, uh, in Des Moines. And it was always a great trip and a good time down there. They treated us really great. But uh, last year and this year, we were not able to align um, those conversations uh, with them, but they have been had. And we've, we tried to, to connect up with the menace with green Bay. We're actually, uh, I don't know if I'm really allowed to talk about it, but we're actively in talks with them to play a home and home this summer. And it's going to happen. I, I, I believe we're, we're, we're right about there with locking in dates. Um, but it looks like the matchup will be with our U23 team. And some may think that's a step down for a USL2 team to play an NPSL team's U23 side. But the the firepower we have bringing in to that squad that we'll talk about at a later date on this show, it should be a great matchup. Um, and, and obviously not one you would like to see. Uh, you'd probably like to see the full the full NPSL Crow side play them. Um, but if we can't make it work with our schedule, we will be playing the Green Bay team uh, with, with some form of Crow this summer. Yeah, I think, you know, I think that's a great idea, but um, the higher, I think the higher up you get in the pyramid, the less likely that those teams are going to want to be playing down, um, be playing Mm -hmm. teams like this. I think U.S. soccer tries really, really hard to maintain this appearance that there is a jump in quality as you go from NPSL up to the old NASL, USL level. And you see that in the way that the U.S. Open Cup is structured, like... They've, Don't get me started. They've, miti- <laughs> they've mitigated yeah. the risk of any more Christo-style upsets in the future by basically um, shaving half of the amateur teams out of the tournament. Um, you, you're trolling me now. Man. You me- <laughs> in the last, so, so the last, I think the last thing the USL or anything any of those teams would want is for a team like us, Duluth, Ann Arbor, whoever, to start to rack up a serious resume of defeated USL teams because it makes the, their quality look not not so attractive. And they don't want their USL teams to be looked at as beatable by, like you mentioned, a bunch of dudes with day jobs that just uh, practice a couple couple nights a week. The highest scoring dude in the uh, dudes in the day jobs in the country <laughs> the last year. Yeah. Um, but anyways, so that's not all that our listener Ryan asked. He also said, in lieu of the U.S. Open Cup, which again, you motherfucking trolls. Um, has Minneapolis city considered organizing and or hosting a tournament for top amateur teams in the upper Midwest? How great would that be? That would be super sweet. Um, the mega murder invitational, right? This would be, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> although, I mean, I think it would be incredibly sweet, although probably a super intense undertaking involving, um, <laughs> more volunteers and resources than we have on hand, but it's something to definitely look at the, look at in the future. Um, John, what are, who are your dream participants? In, in this fictional city-hosted amateur tournament. Um, I, I will get to that. But I, I will say, though, that we have looked into something like this for a few years now. And this season, we, we kind of tried to kick the tires on it a little bit harder um, again for our preseason. But it looks like we are only going to get one team to come in to play us, and that is the Harpos out of Colorado. 
So they'll be coming in in April to play against us in, uh, in what'll be a great friendly and then an equally great time at the bar afterwards. Um, but in the future, I would love to make something like this happen. I think it's what uh, fans of this level of soccer in the United States desires and would really turn out for. And I think you could get a lot of people that would come travel and make it a destination totally um, to, to come in. But to get to your to your um, to your answer to your question, Nate, uh, I do have eight teams with an honorable mention of nine, just so I'm being a good show partner here. Um, <laughs> obviously, the Milwaukee Bavarians uh, would play them every day if I could. Uh, I think FC Baltimore slash Christos would be great to have. Harpos that I mentioned. Uh, La Machina out of Los Angeles, which was the team that uh, a few years ago Eric Winalda took in to face against uh, and take down quite a few MLS teams in the Open Cup. Providence mm. is one that I think uh, everybody would like uh, to see us link up with. And then a couple Midwestern teams. I think Duluth would be good to throw in that. Uh, it would be great to... Uh, to see if we might be able to do a, a four-team, uh, four-team two-tiered bracket, and see if Duluth and uh, us can make it out of our brackets and play in a final. Uh, Detroit would be great to play, you know, just on their fan presence alone mm-hmm. and, and knowing um, how how similar um, some of our faction is to theirs. Uh, and then finally, Ann Arbor. I think you know after meeting the guys from Ann Arbor over the uh, the an- annual meeting owners meeting uh, great guys uh, they're good at soccer and they, they just do things the right way and then my honorable mention team is our our <laughs> our favorite team in purple uh, Oakland County I wouldn't I wouldn't mind uh, having those guys make the trip back up here uh, to, to play against us I think that's a good list I would make uh, I'd make a similar list I didn't know about the La Machina club I think that sounds pretty sweet that sounds cool as hell but yeah, all those teams would be on my list. No no other surprises that you would throw in there? No, I mean, I think that's good. Um, you know, it'd be cool to get Sonny's team up here, play some Tulsa, play some uh, play against Tulsa, play against maybe Little Rock and stuff, and just make mm-hmm. it kind of a cool dudes club. But um, yeah, I think that's a good list. I only had eight spots for a proper tournament, so I, I apologize to, to Sonny and to Jonathan for not adding them in here. I think we're going to end up playing them at some point anyways, so yeah. this is more of the of the dream list. But you take any of these teams out, and you could, you could slap those guys in. As you know, we've been very vivid in our dismay on how U.S. soccer is run at the professional ranks. And once again, the folks that hold the most power in this country, the ones who scream from the highest mountains, Nate, about how our pipeline to pro needs to be fixed so that we are more competitive at an international level, have done it again. (laughs) (laughs) What I'm talking about is the recent news on the mess that was the potential transfer of former Indiana University and TopDrawerSoccer.com's 2018 Collegiate Player of the Year, Andrew Gutman, to... The Goot... to Nashville. So news was reported last week that Gutman, who has uh, who had chosen to spurn the MLS by not signing a homegrown contract with the Chicago Fire and instead accepted a trial in Scotland with Story Club Celtic. I mean, can you can you blame him? <laughs> no, man. Um, right, you can't really blame him. But because Gutman uh, had played with the Fire's now USL two side FC United last year, uh, mm-hmm. last summer, they just thought that they could like he would bend a knee at the throne of MLS and accept a serious lowball offer. It was basically the league minimum um, to stay stateside. Yeah. So th- I mean, this is where we start, Nate. I feel so, like they they 
ask these kids a lot to um, make sacrifices like this, career sacrifices right out of the gate, just for the good of like, just for the good of the MLS. Just like, don't you want a, your hometown team to succeed? When like, right. nah, player, right. I'm going to Scotland. Right, and it's not like he's going to the third division in Scotland. He's going to like the best team in Scotland. <laughs> yeah. Unless unless you're a Rangers fan, then there, it's the second best team in Scotland. It's not like it's not a piece of shit club. But he, I mean, also if you think about it from his perspective, he's looking at being signed to a homegrown con- contract that locks him into a club that has has no at the time had no USL affiliate before they did the whole USL two thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they they have they finished no higher than fourth from last in the past seven years. So it's like if I'm not going to get playing time on that team, where where am I going to get loaned to? I, I I can't. I'm stuck. I'm yeah. with this team and and tell, you know outside of when they they made the announcement to to have the USL two side, but still again that's USL two. It's not even the top division of USL. So why would he want to go there when he can go to Scotland? So. Anyways, that's where we'll start this whole thing. But let's talk a little bit about the player first uh, before we get into the details of really what happened. So, Gutman de- deploys uh, for deployed for Indiana as a, as an outside left back, and he possesses the skill sets that I think our senior national team has been looking for since I began watching soccer. Um, a tougher than nails defender with an engine that can get up and back, and he scores goals. Nate, he scored. 20 goals and 90 career appearances at Indiana playing against some really good competition um, as a left defender. What? I mean, those are, yeah, those are like striker level goals for a, a college, like, right? Like, Holy crap. Right. So it, this is nothing to shake a stick at. Like this guy is good at soccer. And I watched a lot of IU games over the past few years because we've had some crows that have flown alongside him um on that on those teams and i can tell you that he was physically and mentally one of the best soccer players at the left back position that's a citizen of the united states that i've seen maybe ever at that at that level wow so if you're reading between the lines here folks we have a talent that could be fostered into what our country is missing in say like two to five years that can make a push to not only make the national team, but maybe play in a world cup. So why would you as a collective soccer community stunt that growth by being petty when it comes to his decision not to play domestically for a living? I mean, if you were looking for a job, Nate, um, and this job that you found was in Europe and it would really help you excel and, and succeed in your career path. Should your local McDonald's franchise franchise in your hometown be able to like block that move from you? No matter how good of a burger flipper you are. Right. Exactly. Like you see you're in finance. They're like, Nope, you have to run the cash register at McDonald's because you're from this town. So that's where we're at with the player. So I mean, okay. (laughs) So with all this stuff said, this is what happened next. So Gutman ended up signing with Celtic and then they realized that he needed some time to grow. Like, I don't know, every soccer club outside the States should be doing. Um, so they decided to loan him to a USL side in Nashville soccer club, which we now know is joining the MLS in 2020. Here's where the problem is. MLS effectively then blocked that move. And then the loan deal was dead. Thus one bigger online uh, and, and one blogger online wrote, it seems like the league is sending a message to players in its academies that if you do what's best for your career 
and don't sign with a team in MLS, then it's not interested in furthering their uh, their career and or the player's career, and in fact will work to hinder that. This is exactly what happened. What happened and makes my soccer pure heart explode, Nate. Like, why does it have to be like this? Yeah, I mean, first of all, that's it's crazy to me that Celtic has a relationship with like USL teams anyway in the United States. Like, there could be any team in Europe that would probably be willing to take a Celtic prospect on loan. Right. Um, so, I mean, I understand maybe they're trying to do a favor and send him home to America rather than throwing him in Belgium or something. But um, mm-hmm. it sucks that like that just cuts out a whole bunch of options for him as a place to develop. I'm sure if they're serious about his development, they'll find him somewhere else to go on, on loan, but it's just, it looks bad for the MLS. It looks petty. You're right. It's, it's, I mean, I'll leave it as, as this, this is fucking stupid. It's, (laughs) that's the only way you can describe it. It is stupid. Gutman. Good for you, man, for doing what's right for you. And everyone else, remember this shitstorm the next time a player that has a chance to play for another country internationally chooses to do so. Like, this is the reason why the Jonathan Gonzalez of the, Jonathan Gonzalez's of the world choose to play for Mexico. Or other players choose to play for other countries if they can. Because we, we do this to our players. It's it. I can't. I can't. I I can't talk about it anymore without getting into just a dark space. So, well, I mean, he's a he's a good dude to keep an eye on. I think hopefully, he, hopefully he does land somewhere where he's able to develop. But um, interested to see if he does develop to the uh, to the level that you're predicting, John. Right. So enough about players that we can't help, uh, and <laughs> on to those that we choose to work with to help better their soccer life. This week, it was announced that another member of the 2018 North Conference Championship team will be back with us, and that is Miles Norville. Goes by the nickname Upgrade. Uh, Miles has played 11 games with us, tallying 887 minutes and a lone assist. But first, um, <laughs> at first when we met him and traveled to Aurora with him and they started and everyone was calling him upgrade. I thought it was super dick to be like, Miles Stockman Willis is like sitting right here. Like don't call the <laughs> don't call the new Miles the upgrade. But that's just his nickname. Yeah. <laughs> um but you know, he was part of um part of the of last year's stingy crows defense. I think Miles offers a ton out of the back line. He's definitely a calm center back, but he doesn't shy away from tackles he's got a ton of size he's got the willingness to win balls in the air which is something we're going to need um with with uh another one of our key center backs uh studying abroad for half the summer um and he's able to track and really nick the balls ball off of attackers in in 1v1 battles i'll tell you this though i i've said it in the past that miles gives me a ton of anxiety when he <laughs> because he's so nonchalant on the ball. He's I, on island time. Man. I, I feel like if he were to get pressed, it, it's it'd be all over, right? But you, but when he is pressed, it's like whoop! He just does a, makes a little move and he passes it off to safety, or you know he knocks a thirty yard dime down the down the line to a streaking winger, and it was like, you know, then he's just. Back to island time. So he, <laughs> yeah. he, he moves when he has to, and he, and he does it really well. 
back to sipping a, a fruity blended cocktail on the beach. That's right. <laughs> but I agree, Nate. When Miles joined us in our last Open Cup run, in the first 10 minutes of training for the first time he played with us, I had to like raise my hands up to the sky and thank the soccer gods for gifting me a player of his qualities. Um, overall, just like you noted, a solid soccer player who also fits really well into our locker room and and more times than not does exactly what he needs to do so i am super excited to have him back great announcement and many more announcements uh to They're come coming. in the next few weeks they are coming coming in hot we are pleased tonight to welcome a new guest to the show he also goes by the name of nate it is nate zell nate is the new duly elected leader of the citizen supporters group taking over for founder david baker nate welcome to the show man Thanks for having me, guys. This is uh, this is very excellent. First things first, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. I think uh, you say you told me you were born and raised in Portland, Oregon. Um, have you been a soccer fan for a long time? Yeah, so I uh, grew up in Portland. Soccer was one of the first sports I played growing up indoors, like a kindergartner, um, and then I've played most of my life. Um, Lived in Seattle for a while, um, went to Seattle University, which is a huge soccer school. Uh, they won a national championship when I was there, and so got to kind of play a role um, on the outside uh, as, a, as a journalist with them. And um, so I've just kind of always been in, in soccer cultures and then uh, was lucky enough to live in Portland when the Timbers came into MLS, had some good years in USL there, and um then uh teaching took me down to arizona and california started coaching um and then now have found myself out in the midwest and get to enjoy the winters here and the summers that much better for soccer and (laughs) the citizens and all that so yeah so you you mentioned your teacher is that what brought you to minneapolis uh somewhat i uh i've taught for eight years now um and teach up now in shoreview but um I was living kind of in the the boonies in California in a farming area and uh, was looking for something more metropolitan and the cost of living, uh, as we all know, on the West Coast is pretty crazy. So looking for a little bit of a change of pace. And yeah. my dad and stepmom had moved out here um, a year before me. So it was like, hey, I'll give that a try. And um, it actually reminds me a lot of the, of the Northwest. I like to say I get lost driving i'm like yeah i'm not driving to my aunt's house because she's in you know a suburb of portland but it looks like (laughs) i am um so yeah that part of what makes a move like this easier though is like if it feels more familiar if the you know the landscape and the neighborhoods and the architecture feels more familiar it feels feels better for sure yeah i mean all the greenery uh you know trees overhanging the streets feels very much like the northwest leave changing color in the in the fall, all that kind of stuff does not happen in Arizona and California, I'll tell you. Word. So uh, before I dive into a couple of my questions here, so where, when you were at Seattle, were they, 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 were, they were the Red Hawks, right? Correct? They, are, they were and still are, yeah. They uh, switched from the Chieftains in like the 80s. So I, I didn't want to date you there, but I just wanted to make sure. Uh, but I actually know a few guys I used to play soccer with in Milwaukee that uh, were – Red Hawk alumni, so I okay. I have a soft spot in my heart for people who uh, who went to Seattle University because those were really good dudes. Yeah, no, for sure. <clears throat> so uh, most importantly, from all the things that you've said uh, about what brought you to Minneapolis, what brought you into the fold to become a fan and a supporter of of Minneapolis City? So 
I, uh, and I don't remember who first told me about City. I was actually watching a Timbers game, um, and it was a guy there. We were watching a Timbers in Seattle match, and he was like, yeah, I'm going to go watch this team, Minneapolis City. And I was like, oh, who are they? And he was like, oh, it's this, you know, lower level, like, semi-pro team, blah, blah, blah. They play out at, um, he, 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 I think it was in a way match because they were pl- you guys they were playing out in like St. Louis Park or something, and uh, I was like, oh, that sounds cool, and then um, kind of circled back, and last not last summer, but so like a year ago in December, kind of got into the fold, decided to get season tickets, um, and and really for me, it's about wanting to support grassroots soccer. Um, you know, I uh, I may offend uh, some Loons fans out there with some of my comments. I'll, we do it all the time, I'll so toss, don't worry about I'll it. I'll toss that out. I'll toss that out, and, and my deepest apologies. Um, but uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go Minnesota nice. Um, but I, I think that you know, like MLS is is nice and it's a decent product, and to be completely honest if my hometown team wasn't the timbers and i didn't follow them i probably wouldn't follow mls much at all because for me the quality just isn't there consistently Mm -hmm. um but what i am willing to support is local grassroots soccer uh i'm definitely in the promotion relegation boat i hope that happens sometime um and that we can make that work because i think that um it just adds it a adds excitement, but b adds um, growth and drive and that you know unique balance of um, development and competitiveness uh, that I think will help U.S. soccer to grow. So I'm definitely a proponent of that. And so if I can get involved in some way and and help that process, then I want to do that. And I think that the uh, both the citizens and city are opportunities for that so first before i get to my next question here thank you so much for for you know getting involved you know i think that you know we built this thing for at first for for players to play at a high level but we know that we had a niche for for fans like yourself so it's very encouraging for me from a founder's perspective to hear that that's how you got started is you you wanted to get connected with local because as you know, our our um, our whole mission is players from Minnesota. So um, it, it's real it's really good to hear that that that's also what what drew you in. But what were your first impressions and uh, when you when you went to your first match and and when you you know what hooked you once once you got there to to dive deeper into becoming a supporter of the club? Yeah, I mean, I I think that the. Um you know, just the proximity. I mean, it's, it's quality soccer, number one. Um, you know, I think that, um, you know, it's, it's fun and it's quality and the, and the guys are working their tails off. Um, but then the, the proximity to all of that, um, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and I am imagining, um, you know, I haven't been to a match at Augsburg yet, but I'm imagining that it's not going to be that much different from, Um, you know, the way things were at Osseo, but it's, you know, it's college plus guys playing in a high school stadium, right? So you're right there. Um, and so that's super fun and you can hear the, the chat and the banter. And so it's, you know, regular season intensity, 
Um, you know, I, I liken it to, I was, went down when I was living in Arizona, went down to Tucson and watched, uh, some of the MLS preseason stuff. And that blew me away because you can't hear the guys talk, um, in the, in a stadium because it's too loud, but there you could hear everybody talking. And so, you know, you get to kind of see that side of the, of the game, but here's, you know, regular season intensity and you can hear that, um, throughout the match. Um, see right there. Um, and then the energy is just there The you know, the citizens, um, clearly are a, a budding group, a budding supporter group. And, um, and I think, you know, can continue to be a force to be reckoned with in terms of creating that atmosphere. And, um, and so that, you know, that makes it fun as well as that you've got this, you know, fun, engaging fan atmosphere to go along with, um, you know, a second to none. I mean, you've got to go over to Europe and, and watch, you know, second division or third division stuff to be able to see, um, you know, something similar just because, you know, stadiums are, let's get fans closer, but it also means everything's louder. So you don't get that. It's not that same experience. Yeah. Well, get ready, man. You're going to love Augsburg. <laughs> I was going to say you are right on the field. Like nice. there's, there's no track. It's the field ends three feet away from the wall that you'll be sitting at. So you're going to, yeah, if you, if you like the experience at Osseo, it's going to, it's going to blow your mind. You're going to love Augsburg. <laughs> at, yeah, man. At Augsburg. So I can imagine that um, a lot of people, probably myself included, could feel trepidation about just kind of walking up to a supporters section full of strangers and joining in. Um, I definitely do feel that trepidation. It's <laughs> probably why I'm more comfortable in the booth. Um, can you talk a little bit about your experience getting involved with the citizens as a person that's not that wasn't only new to Minneapolis City soccer, but Minneapolis overall? Yeah, I mean, I think for me, it's what I love about soccer's community. And, um, you know, one of the, it was actually the first match last year. There's, uh, there's this guy from, um, oh, I can't remember. It was uh, Cro like Crowsboro in Europe, something like that. Um, and he had come out and he had come to, he was planning, wanted to plan a trip to the States. And he had like Googled up what are American sports teams with the mascot of the crows? Um, <laughs> and, we, and we didn't even have to pay for that, that search. That, that, was, right. that was number one. That's, that's free <laughs> right. SEO. Yeah. Right. So, and, and, you know, great, great guy. And so he's, you know, he's at the match and whatever. And so, you know, it's like instant, it's instant community. And I think that that's like, like that is something in soccer. Like, you know, I've been all over the place. Um, and I'm, I'm kind of, it's funny because I am a teacher. And so that forces me to be kind of more extroverted, but, um, kind of in my life, I may be a little bit quieter, but one of the things that I love about, you know, being in a supporter group is that you just get to put yourself out there. Um, but then it's, you're also in this community and so you're not by yourself. You're not alone. Um, mm -hmm. I think Liverpool has some sort of thing about that, but, uh, we don't, we don't need to get into that. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's for a different podcast. That's for a different podcast. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I just think that like, you know, knowing that and feeling that about a soccer community and then coming here and, you know, wanting to, you know, being new to the area, but wanting to look for that community and just feeling like, all right, what, you know, if I'm at soccer, I, I feel at home. Um, and then having that experience, uh, you know, being out at, um, 
you know, riding the murder bus the, the first match last year and, <laughs> um, and getting to experience that and kind of, you know, going through the full meal deal uh, the first time was super fun and, you know, just, just super exciting. And it's like, yeah, this is, this is where it's at. And then, um, you know, when, when David approached me about, um, I mean, he didn't approach me, but when I saw that they were looking for people to step up, I was like, yeah, that would be, that'd be something I'd be interested in doing. So. And that was actually where my next question was going. Like, so when did the notion that, that David was, was thinking about stepping aside start and, and what, what got you into saying like, yep, this is for me. I'm, 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 I'm all in, I'm doing this. And I think, uh, so it, it just sort of came out of nowhere. I mean, I saw he had post on Twitter that they were looking for, you know, kind of a director position. And so he and I exchanged some DMS and we got together and had a coffee and, and chatted. And, um, you know, I was sort of on the fence, um, about if I wanted to do it and it's like, well, you know, they're not, they're not going to be my, you know, they're not my first choice team. Um, Mm -hmm. but I don't, you know, and, and what I came to realize was like, for a lot of people, like for a lot of people, they're not, which is, Mm -hmm. which is fine. So how do I, like, I'm in a perfect place to market to soccer fans whose first choice isn't going to be you know, the local grassroots team, but they want to support local soccer. How, like, how can I tap into the way that I'm feeling about that to get other people excited about it? Um, and so I felt like, you know, what originally was like trepidation easily became, here's this opportunity for using my experience to bring other people in. Um, That's a really interesting to, POV Yeah, to say that, you know, like where you're bringing the perspective of someone who, is kind of from, is on the outside looking in. I think you know a lot of the diehards in the in the citizens, the guy people that have been there from the from the start, have been there from the start because they were super excited for Minneapolis City. They were looking for an alternative to MLS. They there was nothing really like that here in town after um, you know after after the Minnesota United went pro, and we filled that hole for them, and that was that we were it. So it's really right. cool to to hear that your your philosophy on this is like, let's grow the group by people that are like, you know, part-time soccer fans, or maybe we'll only go to, you know, half the games. Right. Well, if you think think about it too, sorry, if you think about it too, like two thirds of our club founders, uh, Dan, his first choice team is not Minneapolis city. It's Brighton because he played for them. Mine's Kaiserslautern because I played there. It's so your, your, your thought process of, this isn't my first choice team because I'm not from here, but it's my, it's, it's, it's local in my community and it's our, it's our thing. Um, it, it, it starts from the top down. I think you could, you couldn't have hit the nail on the head even, even, even more. Well, I think that it's, I mean, I, I actually would argue that it's bottom up because it's, I mean, it's all community based and it's grassroots. Like I don't, and and I think that that's where like being, being still somewhat new, but being in this, you know, leadership position, like my goal is to actually encourage and inspire more people to get involved and be a, be a part of the leadership because I real I recognize that people have, have had a connection for longer than I have and, and maybe a deeper connection, um, in certain ways, but how can I facilitate and just bring new ideas and help to kind of spur things forward? Um, so definitely like for me, it's like, how can I, how can I bring, 
skills that I think I have to the table um, and help improve the experience. And the more people involved, I mean, the bigger the party, the better, right? Yeah. Um, and, and that, you know, like, you know, I, I love the fact that, you know, the Timbers Army is, you know, if you want to be with us, then you're with us, right? If you want to be with a, one of us, then you are, right? And the citizens are, you know, if you want to stand with us, then you stand with us. There's no, you don't need a scarf. Mm-hmm. You don't need to pay a fee. Like, there's no hoops to jump through. It's like, yeah, you're one of us. Um, now, at the same time, do I want to figure out ways to harness? Yeah, also you know, pay some the, the fee, f- please. The financial, <laughs> yeah, yes. Yes, please, please come stand with us and please, you know, support memberships so that we can um, do cool stuff. But, uh, you know, have have smoke at games and have cool banners and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, if we can have a group of passionate people that are out there supporting the team, that's what it's about. And, you know, I I feel confident that if people as soon as people find value in it, then they're going to be willing to support it. Yeah, Uh, absolutely. Uh, you know, that's where it is. And, and people aren't going to be willing to be like, oh, hey, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to give money to you when I don't know you yet. Like they have to see the value and then it'll be there. So right now it's what like what are the different ways that we can create value and how can we expand on ways that have been done in the past? And and again, I'm like, I don't you know, I'm coming into a position where I feel like um, I've got some ideas, but I also want to rely on people that have been there to say, hey, we really like this. We got to keep doing it or we've got to make this better and we'll absolutely do that. So it's been said that an active supporters group really makes the club. I mean, you look at the Northern guard over in Detroit and, and like that team would, well, I mean, if there are any Detroit friends listening, throw your earmuffs on, but that team would be like a middling NPSL squad playing in an abandoned mud pit if it weren't <laughs> if it weren't for the Northern Guard, right? They create the atmosphere. They create the the intimidation factor. They pretty much built the stadium by hand. What other supporters groups do you see doing it right um, at our level? Uh, I mean, that's a tricky question because I, other than citizens, haven't followed a lot at the NPSL level. Um, a buddy of mine was part of. Um, San Francisco City FC, um, and I I think they're similar, although I don't I can't remember if they're actually part of MPSL or not. Um, they used to be. I think they went yeah. USL. <clears throat> are they are they that high now? I mean, I, so well, I, I think I, it kind you of morphed into they're... what Jimmy Conrad is is okay. heading up in the in the Gales. So yeah. yes, they're they're still around, but I don't think they're in the MPSL anymore. I mean, I think that um, you know. A group like that, I mean, you know, they were, um, they, they grew pretty significantly. Um, and, you know, that, that club had some challenges in terms of where could they play games. Uh, you know, San Francisco is a tough, tough market to find field space anywhere. Um, so, you know, I think that they um, just by, by the fact of showing up, um, did it well. And, you know, that's certainly, um, certainly an area of growth for me, like looking at what are, what are other clubs, our size, what are those supporter groups doing? Um, how are they growing themselves? Like, you know, what, what kind of outreach are they doing? Because, um, certainly it's, you can't compare the apples and oranges of, um, you know, Dark Clouds or Timbers Army or, you know, um, cauldron because 
the resources at their disposal are far and above like where we're going to be at. Yeah. So you've got to compare, you got to compare like to like, so. No, that's, that's, that's good comparison. So your challenge then with the citizens is to take something that, um, that David and everyone kind of started and make it bigger, take it to the next level. Right. Um, yeah. You touched on it a little bit uh, a second ago, but really what is your platform for evolving the citizens over the next year or two? I think, um, so looking at, and we've talked, um, I've talked with, um, Brian and, um, Dan Warner and, you know, David as well has, has continued to make himself available. Um, and you know, the things that I've talked with them about is how can we, um, how can we make ourselves a presence on game day such that fans in the stadium want to come be a part of what we've got going on? So right. how can we draw, how can we draw from the pool of existing members that aren't coming to stand down with the citizens and get them to say, Hey, we want to walk this little further distance to come hang out with these guys. Cause that's where the party's at. Um, by the same token, how can we reach out to um, either, you know, fans of, um, you know, European teams that, you know, don't care about MLS, but would support local soccer? How can we help to grow the fan base? Um, I think anything that we can do in that regard um, to get more people at games is going to benefit us. Um, and then, you know, look at, um, you know, hopefully we can... Uh, what I'd like to be able to do is to get, uh, you know, enough seed money to where we could be able to sell merch at games, um, you know, pass out scarves, do some sort of initiatives. You know, I think that um, it's great to have uh, the membership and to have uh, some perks with that that are really going to get people excited, you know, beyond just a scarf because, you know, it's yeah, a diehard is going to say, yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll give you 35 bucks and I, I get a scarf out of it. Um, but they're going to give 35 bucks anyway. Yeah. So how do you get somebody, how do you get somebody who's not willing to give up their 35 bucks that easily to buy into, Hey, I want to support this thing and I'm getting more than a scarf. Right. Yeah. So what are the perks? So or I think who's already a the, member of the team and like, I get my scarf. Right. Exactly. Like, why do I need another one? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, I think, and, and the exposure, I mean, um, I get, I wear my, my MPLS pride shirt in Portland and people comment on it and I wear it here and people comment on it. Um, and, uh, and so how can we transfer that into citizen stuff? Right. So how do we get gear out there so that we've got, you know, we've got our brand out there. Um, how can we use social media, uh, in an effective, um, way to kind of grow ourselves um, or at least, you know, reach out to people. So I think those are, those are kind of the three things, um, where I think our focus will be this year. Um, and then, you know, also, uh, you know, model citizens. And I think that's, um, kind of yet to be determined how that role is going to be filled, but, um, you know, hopefully we can continue because I think that, you know, getting out in the community as much as possible and doing stuff is, is the way to build your name. (laughs) Absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about songs. <laughs> and, um, 
I've been asking for some time now, and this could be like the perfect way for me to get what I want. Uh, <laughs> but, but seeing that we've have a good core of returning fan favorite players, um, you know, I don't know if you listened to the last week's podcast. We have about 17, 18 returners coming back. And some of those guys have been there from the beginning. What does a guy have to do to get more player specific songs ringing through the stands? I mean, the fact that there's not a will kids on fire with, based off of the Will Griggs on fire chant kind of drives me up the ball a little bit or like a <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Let me hear you say AO after he crushes an attacker. So uh, who's working on that stuff now and how do I, and who do I go to to give my unsolicited input? You know, uh, one of the things that, um, that David and I were talking about is, you know, what are roles that we need filled? So would you like me to, to, are you offering to, uh, to fill a role of songwriter <laughs> for us? I mean, I, I how about this? Um, much like everything that I am asked to do within the club, I will offer up my input, um, and then I will quickly pass it on to whoever wants to continue doing all the legwork. <laughs> if, if, if that's possible. That's well, cl- um, classic, John. Yeah, yeah apparently, but, my, I mean, apparently my job is to uh, get people who are willing to like do the basic stuff and then do the legwork to help them. So I guess that means that you're, <laughs> you're writing lyrics and I'm running with them and printing them for people to start I mean, um, part of, part of the, the, the great thing about supporters groups is that the, the club and the front office and in the back room doesn't tell you what to do. So I don't know if I can in good conscience be part oh, of, nice. part this of is that. a cop out. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm happy to provide my input for sure. Um, but I'm sure now that you, you know, you being in charge, you 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 see where I'm coming from here. That uh, maybe you can just take my little seed here and run with it a little bit without having my full involvement. Well, certainly the fact that you've given me so much of time on your podcast, I need to at least appease you with <laughs> one or two players. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, give me I mean, give me is... a rank give me a rank order list, and I'll see yeah. what I can do. I think I mean, <laughs> Nate in general, I think before the season begins, um, you know, we'll have to have sort of a game day experience uh, meeting, you know, a couple of those just to say, For like, sure. you know, you guys are in charge of a huge aspect of the environment um, on game day. And, you know, the club is as well. And that may, that means John uh, doing the play by play with Nordo. That means me up in the booth doing the player announcements and doing the the sound effects and things like that. And it means, you know, Sarah doing the merch. So I think when we all get together and decide, you know, like what the angles of attack are and what, what kind of, what we need, that'll be, uh, you know, we'll, we can really fill out a real robust game day experience, um, including John player based chance. I mean, I gave two really good ones just right here. <laughs> I feel, I feel like I did my job. Yep. Right? We got the Matt Elder one already. Uh, yeah, we just we got to keep Elder. going. We got to keep going. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I'm sure you're going to do fantastic things, but if I can just get one player chant, I'll be, I'd be happy. I'm, I'm a fan of the player chance. So we will, uh, we'll be working on that. <laughs> All right. See, it was the perfect platform. All right, I'm good. I'm good. Okay, um, today was a good day. We all know. All you need to do is give me airtime. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's free. That's all. Airtime's free. I love it. That's right. We know that. Um, we so we know John's wish list. Nate, what is at the top of your wish list for um, a game a game day experience edition? Oh man, that's tough. Um, uh, the top of my wish list. 
I think, um, I mean, this will sound cheesy. Um, I mean, to be honest, what I want is a, a rowdy, raucous, smoke flag filled, uh, supporter section that, uh, opposing players come and look at and they're like, what is this? Yeah. Like what, like where, where did all these people come from and why are they so like, why, what are they so wound up about? Just like that look of like puzzlement and, and just providing that fortress for our players. Yeah. You mean outside of the cat head that shows up in our games? Yeah. (laughs) I was going to say, I think that like, I mean, all of our our fans are important in their own way, but I think like a huge, a crowd, a unified crowd of supporters that is chanting and cheering and yelling together, you know, creating an atmosphere is really, (laughs) is really important. And I think that would be really, really cool. Also, like how embarrassing would it be if you were a fan, a Duluth fan or a, a, a Sioux Falls fan or something and you come to our game and you're like oh this is this is what their supporters are we have a guy with a drum right <laughs> yeah i mean if i mean yeah if we could so i'll i'll top that i'll 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 put it that way uh if we can put you know all our rivals to shame with our game day experience that's top of the list just, we did on the, just make we, them so jealous they turn around and leave. Yeah. We, I mean, we did it on the field last year, yeah. so might as well do it in the stands. Right. Well, well, we got to do it. We, we got to do it in the stands too. Then, like, right? Mm-hmm. We got to yep. match the got to match the energy on the field. Fucking eight. All right, Nate. <laughs> so, uh, give us your elevator pitch to to new or casual city fans, and maybe Twin City soccer mm-hmm. fans in general um, for getting involved with the citizens this summer. Uh, you know, I think. If you're looking for a great time, if you're looking for a bunch of goofy people, um, it is uh, going to be far and away the best use of your 80 bucks uh, for two months of fun in the sun. Uh, and uh, if you enjoy profanity, it will be for you. <laughs> this is the group for you. <laughs> so seeing that this is your first time on and we typically do the world famous speed round we're actually gonna let you off the hook and and park that and we're, we'd like to have you come back after your first full year in charge at the end of the season and then talk about everything and then you will get your very own speed round nate how does that sound sounds great appreciate it yeah, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Well, thank you so much, Nate. Uh, I'm really excited to see what the citizens bring to the games this summer. And uh, make sure, let, let's right now just tell the people out there how to keep tabs on the citizens and what they should do if they want to get involved. Um, so you want to uh, either email us, uh, sg at gmail.com. Or look out for us uh, on Twitter uh, with the citizens. We're also on Facebook, uh, the citizens, and uh, we'll have updates. Uh, planning a couple get-togethers here before the season, but uh, follow us um, and and reach out if you're interested in getting involved. Awesome, man. Well, thank you so much. And that is all for this episode, folks. Thank you to Nate Zell from the Citizens Supporters Group. 
And thanks, as always, to our sponsor, Summit Brewing. Summit's Ratskeller Reserve Box is in stores now, featuring revived beers originally brewed and released in the tap room. For a very limited few, now they're available for you at home. If you like your drinking experience, to open your eyes to the mysteries of the universe, pick up a box today. Summit, a more meaningful brew since 1986. If giving back to the community means a lot to you, maybe it's time to give to the club that gives back. Minneapolis City is, of course, a 501c3 that provides a safe, reliable, and fun environment for young people to play the beautiful game. We will be out this summer, and I guess probably all throughout the year, playing with kids in parks and community centers all around the city. So consider a tax-deductible donation to the true city-focused organization that is Minneapolis City. Hey, the member meeting, we moved it because of the bad weather. It is now February 13th. The location is at the local in downtown Minneapolis in the hollow room, which is their, um, their, their private room off to the left of the bar. Things get going at 6 p.m. and the presentation from Chairman Dan Hodeman will start at 6.30. Um, it's always a good time. It's always fun to listen to Dan speak for at least two hours. Drink uh, some Summit. Drink some Summit. <laughs> We will definitely uh, see you there. It's really a good time. There's always extra merch. There's limited edition, limited stuff. They, I think last time they had some game-worn jerseys, game-worn kits for sale. Um, so it's very cool. And you get to meet everyone. Nate, will you be there? I will be there. Yes, I'm so excited right. to meet you in person. Uh, Minneapolis, <laughs> Minneapolis City has released their schedule, and it is looking packed. John and I will talk about that next week, but for now, now is the right time to grab that membership. It is the best deal in soccer. For only $80, you get at least 10 home games. I think John may have leaked an 11th earlier in the show, not to mention the yet-to-be-announced U23 games, a membership scarf, and a membership card that lets you um, grab deals on Summit at our official game day bar, Palmer's. Visit mplscitysc.com and make it happen for yourself. Send us mail. It is easy, just like Ryan did. Hit us up on Twitter at The People's Pitch or through email at mcscpodcast at gmail.com. All questions, comments, and concerns are welcome. And finally, as always, you can hit the club up at mplscitysc. And that is all for this week. Uh, once again, we're going to leave you with our house MC, Miles Stockman Willis, aka Malays. Thank you again to Nate Zell. Uh, we really appreciate it. I am Nate. That is John. Get out to some games this year and say hi to those citizens. And you got hoofed. the real you yeah boo i found you so don't ever frown when loneliness is around you i'ma show you that someone should crown you not clown you but pursue virtue would never hurt you critical in distance touches digital biblical till death love is unconditional telling us we're a team and not two individuals for you i give my spleen the spiritual and the physical loving what is fragile isn't always fixable but i see what's invisible see it affects visuals grab my hand hold it we gon' think the unthinkable I promise we will float that our boat's unsinkable. I promise I'ma drown in you. Drown. Let you drown in me. me. Reveal the recipe. You I love to overfeed. I love it. Let's proceed slowly. Now go bad like moldy. No. Ravioli. Rigatoni. Girl, I'm free falling for you. Still, temptation follows free. Just tell me when you fall for me. Please. Just tell me when you fall. Free. Girl, I'm free falling for you. Still, temptation follows free.
tell me when you fall for me, please. Just tell me when you fall. Temptation's about to give in, but I'm staying true. If I sin, may I be forgiven for a few. What we got to lose? You just gotta listen. Such a good girl. Just made a bad decision. One, one and done. She looking fine. Nothing missing. But got my hands tied like I'm the villain. Evil only swallows pride, but I'm sometimes kidding. Finger liquor kitty. After be the kittens. Cute shit. Kiss me softer than a baby's grip. New sense of high when she bites her lower lip. If she quit, make my heart skip, then snip When we're together like ice cream mixed with some mint Pepper, shawty had to rescue my respiratory Wants a man, who's a man, that is mandatory Only without her off the pad, like I never met with Dory Help her write her story, take the qualms out her quarry Girl, I'm free, falling for you Still, temptation follows free Just tell me when you fall for me, please Just tell me when you fall Girl, I'm free, falling for you Temptation follows free. Just tell me when you fall for me, please. Just tell me when you fall. Selfie timeless as the rollie. Always be my plus one. Shotty is my bogey. In it for the long haul, not for the trophy. Every day, feeling greater than Tony. Falling for her, and I think she falling for me too. Falling like two V's, make a double U. Type of dude to build you up and make the rubble move. Type of dude to have my phone out all in front of you. Only cause you got my back. Presence always sets the mood. Never starts any trouble without any proof. No problems if there was, make the puzzle poof. Lap it up. Goofballs, you should see the spoof. Girl, I'm free falling for you. Still, temptation follows free. Just tell me when you fall for me, please. Just tell me when you fall. Girl, I'm free falling for you. Still, temptation follows free. Just tell me when you fall for me, please. Just tell me when you fall.